what I picked up in shadow, what I found out was it works everywhere because you're just helping people guide them to the answer, right? It's, it's, yeah. I like to call shadow work clearing a path is that's what we're doing. We're clearing a path is all we're doing so that I can get to the deeper answer of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it works in business. It works in relationships. It works in, I mean, it, it I believe I, it's almost like it's become a religion because it's, it, it, it touches the numinous, you know, the, the, the above, you, you start working, you, oh, I got problems. And, and you, if you dig deep enough, what you find out is, oh, those problems are have an intent and that intent leads you to an outcome and that outcome, you find your purpose. And it's, it's this weird, like I've come <laughs> full circle in so many ways. And I spent a decade with Tony studying uh, his business facility, getting strategy. Like how do you, cause it's one thing for me to know, it's another thing to know how to do it. Right. And so the right. strategy is an important piece. Most people get stuck in shadow and they just get lost and it's because they can't plug it into the, into the material world, whatever you want to call it. Right. So, right. Yeah. I think so, that's, you know, I'm really glad you said that because that's, I feel like that really is crucial. A lot of people come to me and it's like, it's all right there, but that's the missing step is they don't know how to apply it anywhere. Yep. Yep. That's and, all and, that they're actually missing. Exactly. Well, and then there's the other, there's the other piece when you're, when you're walking somebody to something as a guide, the goal isn't to give them the answer. The goal is to ask a question. The the very, I teach my, like, this is something that I just, when I'm working with somebody, I just beat it in their head. It's, you know, you have to be focused on the question. If you have the answer and you can see it, if I give you the answer, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. And so if I give you the answer, what ends up happening is I take you to the answer, but there's no connection. There's no, the consciousness doesn't know how to get there on its own. And so they have this, there's some, there, there becomes a block from them to the answer. And so the, 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 the primary, the primary rule of shadow is you don't give them anything. You ask them, what does this mean? What do you, what do you want to happen here? Like, like you may know, but if you may be wrong and it's not right. Your, process it's their process and you've got to let them walk to their own process and so you got a badass tribe you you really do I mean <laughs> that group seems to communicate well and, and the questions seem authentic and the people that answer you know they they seem to be giving um answers that are pointing in the right direction so it seems like everybody's on the right track so my goal I guess my intent is that um I feel like this is such a, a perfect time um, for humanity to, for us to all really show up, um, and for people to be on this journey to do this work. And since there is a lot of questions about shadow work, there's a lot of, um, a lot of misconceptions and I kind of want to help put information out there, not to be like, this is how you do it. I'm just wanting to inspire different new ways of thinking about stuff so that people can take whatever resonates and then just decide if they want to take some of that on their journey to figure out that fits. But mainly what it is, is that I just have a heart for people. And I started doing this as a kid before I knew what this, you know, even was, there was no guides around. There was no mentors. There was no teachers. There was no books. I grew up in the Bible belt and it was lonely. It was hard. It was dark. Um, I dealt a lot of suicide type of thoughts. Uh, and so my idea is like, if I can just bring something from a heart center and something of value, even if it just clicks one person and they're like, oh, wait, you know, I have this moment where something's making sense and, you know, my spirit's showing me this now, that's perfect for me. Like, that's beautiful to me. And so, when you had brought up the seven influence points, that's that. <laughs> okay. I was like, maybe I know what that is, but I've never heard of the seven influence points itself. So I'm like, I want to know what that is. Yeah. So the seven influence points right here. So I started, so my first, my first interaction with shadow started not to the picture you see, but here's where my first introduction to shadow came from. Okay. Have you heard this song? This is, this is Tool. Yes, yes, and no, this, this, yes, yes. The song is hey, called, some... yes, it's called 46 and 2. Yeah, and they then, got some good music, lyrics. They do. This mm. entire song is about the shadow. He talks about picking at scabs and going underneath the skin. And I had no clue what he was talking mm-hmm. about. 
But as I'm listening to this song, the hair in my hand, my arm starts to stand up like something's going on. Pay attention. Yeah. Right? And I can remember I was probably in my, I mean, I was just a tore up kid. I mean, I was, I was on drugs. Um, I was, I mean, I was dealing. I was just doing everything. I was the guy that you would cross the street to avoid. Like I was an absolute narcissist. I was completely enclosed in this um it was a basement i mean imagine that you're locked in a basement that's pitch black and there's all you can see is the the crack in the door right and and, and i was a three-year-old trapped in a basement and just full of fear but i had been full of fear for so long that i'd forgotten that i was full of fear and so that's was the outcome and so people would see me and what they would see is the behavior, the impact, what I was causing to the world. They didn't see me because if they could have seen me, they would have just been unbelievably, probably very much treated me much different than they did. But how could they? My behavior didn't line up. Right. I am a 27 year old man and I am I'm acting like I'm a three year old, but a three year old that's in an adult body acts differently than a three year old that's in a little bitty body. Right. And so that's the way I live my life. And, and this, the song, I knew there was something about the song. I can remember driving around in my car, listening to this song, just like, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> I had no idea what I was yeah. hearing. You know what I mean? So that was my first introduction to shadow, but I didn't know that I was introduced to it. I just knew that it made the hair on my arm stand up. And that, you know, when you think about that, that's an animal, that's an animal response to pay attention. Like when Spidey sense goes off, all of his, all of this, it's because it's saying, pay attention. There's something that's going on here. But then I, I, I continued to drive down that road for a while until I finally got, you know, finally got to the point to where uh, the pain of staying the same was, was greater than the pain of change is, is basically right. what it was. And I can yeah. remember, I can remember on October, October 14th, 2000, I was taken through my first, uh, it would be what I would consider my first awakening where um, they built this process much like, can you see this, the picture on my screen? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, so, so what you're seeing here is my, my view of the way consciousness works and the way that the shadow process works. And really, when you look at the uh, Stanislav Grof's The Four Matrices of Birth, which is really the birthing process, which is coming into this world, right? What is the process that you go through? There's four stages that you go through. First, you, you're in a baby, you're in the womb, you're just kind of floating around, right? You don't know hot, you don't know cold, you don't know alone, you don't know hungry, you don't know full, you don't know any of that. You're just kind of floating around and, and there's no sense of time because time is man-made. It's a construct, it's a frame of reality, right? And so you had, don't have that frame. So it seems like it's just forever, right? Well, then the next thing happens, you start getting compressions. There's the, the, the womb stage two is where everything starts to, pressure, pain, you, 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 the, the blood starts to, to squeeze off. So now you're hungry. You don't even know what hunger is. All you know is you're hurting and this sucks, right? And there's no movement. It, you, it, again, you don't have no sense of time. So it seems like it's taking forever. Well, the third stage of birth, you now start to travel through the birth canal. There's now, there's now forward momentum. I was here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. You're still, it still sucks, right? but you're going through the birth canal. And then the, four, the fourth stage, I think, is really the funnest. I mean, if you think about it, we don't know that we're human. We don't know that we're not human. We don't know what human is. All we know is we are now cold, hungry, alone, got slapped on the ass, and these big dangly things are moving me around. There's something moving. Me. Your eyes aren't even able to focus yet. Like the experience of being born is the first trauma that we all go through. And that, what Stanislav Grof believes is that that framework set the stage for our entire life, many ways, is unfolding in that way over and over. Well, then you jump to Joseph Campbell, and Joseph Campbell then created the hero's journey, or, or then, then unearthed the hero's journey. And I called it an unearthing because he didn't really, dis he didn't really build it. What he did was he kind of started looking at every story, every mythology, every framework for telling story. I mean, if I mean, if you think about it, Leslie, the amazing thing, if just really focus on for a minute, every story that you've ever been told that was worth remembering, 
every book that's been a classic, every movie that we watch, every story that we that we read, that we watch on television, like every time your friend tells you a story, there's a specific frame that we that we lock into called the hero's journey. We we have a call to action. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, everything sucks. Life has changed. Then we go through a process of challenges and temptations. Then we hit this abyss, this death and rebirth, and then we grow again. Boy, doesn't that look a lot like the four matrices of birth, right? So I started seeing after I came through this weekend and woke up, I, I, uh, October 15th was the first time I stepped up and did what was called carpet work, where I stepped out in the middle of the circle and there were two facilitators and I was surrounded by a group of people and they started asking me a series of questions. And man, I mean, it was like I went into an altered state. I, for a matter of fact, for the first three or four years, when I was doing these workshops, I thought that somebody was sticking acid in our food. And one of the <laughs> leaders has to be dropping acid because I leave and I'm at this 220 voltage. I'm at, a, I'm at an altered state of consciousness. I'm more aware. I walk into the store and I, I'm, I'm leaving and I, we stop at the gas station. I go to buy something and all these people are kind of looking at me weird. Like, who is this? Like, all of a sudden, the world noticed me. And I think it was because I was noticing the world. You know what I'm saying? I was becoming awake. I believe that what shadow work does is it matures us so that we're able to act in a way that is us. Carl Jung had a, had a quote. He said the, the, the main interest of his work was, wasn't concerned with uh, the treatment of neuroses, but rather the approach to what he called the numinous. And it was a word they coined back in 1970 or 1917 that talked about something that was, he wanted to talk, the guy wanted to talk about the holy but he didn't want to have the word good. He didn't, it wanted to, he wanted to, to surpass good and bad. He wanted it to surpass. He wanted it to be this above, you know, spirit above spirit. He wanted to remove the, the connotations and the, he just wanted to talk about what this was up here. Right. And, and that's what numinous is. And, and the, the, the approach to numinous is the real therapy is what Carl Jung said. He said, in so much as you attain the numinous experience, you are released from the curse of pathology. And this was the piece, even the very disease itself takes on a numinous character. Like that, that to me, when you think about it, what we're doing in shadow work is we're going above our programming, above, above the, the we go above the ego, we go through the persona, like you, you're driving down in, as you can see over here, you have, you have um, in, the, in the picture, you have the conscious mind, consider it a bowl, right? So you have the conscious mind that where all our conscious thought sits. I'm going to do this today. This, today's my birthday. I'm so special. Da, 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 blah, 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 right? These are the words that I call it. It's, it's the plot. It's the narrative. It's the okay. second influence point, right? It's, it's, it's the language that we're hearing. This is the first thing we become conscious of, I think. Like, oh, I'm talking to myself. Up in here right now, I'm talking to myself. Okay, but where do those words come from? And when you really start to look at your plot, you start to look at the flavor of the words. Most people would never talk to a friend at the same level, frequency, or intensity that they talk to themselves. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and, I've, and I've, I run a, it's called the Mental Cleanse. If you go to courses.masteringchange.com, there's an online course called the Mental Cleanse Process. And what that is, is that's a four-week journey through really starting to tune in the mind. I, I, the goal is I've got, I've, got, I've got exercises that are set for all seven points, right? But this, the, the narrative, I've done that one I've been doing that one for six years. And what that's about, that process is you kind of just, you start to listen. You spend one week listening. You spend the, you spend the second week adjusting. You spend the third week setting those, um, like you think of a radio station, you know, the old radios where you'd have the, the set frequencies. I want us to listen to this radio station. Now this one, right? Well, we all have default. We have a default narrative. We have a default. We have certain ways that we talk to ourselves. I mean, Eight, 90% of our thoughts are repetitive, 80% of them are negative. It's one or the other, right? It's either 90% or negative. 80%. Either way, it's a lot, right? We say a lot of the same things over and over and over. Those are default settings. The third week is about setting the default where you want it. And then the fourth week is about purging anything that keeps you from hitting that radio station. You know what I mean? So that's our narrative. And we all have it. Like right now, if, if you're watching the video, right? Listen, listen, to, listen to what you're telling yourself. This guy's crazy. This is that. This is that. Now look at, um, there's 24 cognitive biases, 24 loops in the way that we think. If you think of like a software, right? 
your software every now and again will get bugs in it. Like when I was playing games, there were some games that they weren't finished. You knew how to get in and kind of go around and there's, there's short circuits. Well, a lot of those aren't good. And so we have certain ways of processing data. And one of them, we have cognitive bias. You know, we believe what we believe and we're only looking to see what, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing, right? We have the negative bias. We have attack thoughts. We have like, it's, it's, it's insane the way that we, we deal with this because the mind is built for survival. That software is built for two things. It's built for efficiency and meaning. Like that's what the, the mind sings songs, plays games, tells stories and asks questions. That's what it does, right? And so how do we change the software? Well, the software version 2.3, whatever the mind is right now, right? It, it's built for 200, 300, 400,000 years ago. I mean, we've only been society for 75,000 years, right? Before that, we were tribal. And so if you think about it, for most of our existence, like we were food. Like we would run from covered at my kids in the basement. We had, we had this big 5,000 square foot home in Colorado. And then when it was dark, the kids would sprint from room to room. And the reason why is because they were terrified that they were going to get eaten in our own house with security and everything locked down. There's absolutely no way to get in their mind. There's something that's going to eat me. That's because for hundreds of thousands of years, if we had a good day, we had a little extra food. If we had a bad day, like it was done. That was the end of your day. Like you're done. Thanks for playing, right? That programming, because of that, mm-hmm. our mind said, where are the problems? Where are the problems? And, and, and because it's created for efficiency, what it does is it takes a strategy, you make a belief, you do something, and if you, it has enough intensity and if it has, or enough rep- repetition, it sh- it, it, it's like a zip file. It, it locks it down. You ever had a zip file where you had to open it up and it had a bunch of files yeah. inside of it? That's what it, the mind does that, what's called the default mode network. It says, you say, this is how the world is. And the, and the mind says, okay. And it locks it down. And that's how you experience your reality. So you can make quick decisions. It's part of the reason why we're not food anymore, right? So the question becomes, when you lock something down into a default mode, how are you locking that down? Because it's going to control how you talk yourself. Because the conscious mind, the bowl at the top, then you have this crust, this interesting crust. I run a group on Monday night from six to eight, an online, it's a shadow group. We do shadow work on, online. And in and, and shadow, as a shadow guide, what you're listening for is you're listening. I train, my, I train my people, mind the metaphor. Always mind the metaphor. When they give you a metaphor, man, it's really heavy. Oh, it feels like a ton of bricks. It feels, oh, interesting. It feels like, because that's the mind, the way that it shortens everything is we create a metaphor for life and then we live out of that metaphor right? That's what, that's what, that's what the hero's journey is. That's what, there's all these frames of, of, of reality that we operate out of, right? Because what we many, many times what we do is I have this, I have this pain. I haven't seen my grandbaby, right? And the mind doesn't want to deal with a pain, doesn't want to experience. Ego's like, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. She's not dealing with that. Shove it down in the basement, right? And now it's down in shadow. It's this giant file folder that has all these beliefs and all these stories, good and bad, not just bad. That's one of the misconceptions, right? I had a client that said he'd come to me from a, for a, from a business, didn't even know I did shadow work. Um, and, and he said something, what did he say? He said, I thought it was satanic. You kept yeah, mentioning I this thing. <laughs> I thought it was satanic. It's like, and, and because you see witches doing it. And you see a lot of people, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in the fringes of thought, let's just call it that, not mainstream. Anything that's not mainstream is satanic. That's the way, again, that's programming. That's so another frame of reference, right? But that's what he thought. And it's not. It's good and banned. It's just stuff that you refuse to accept about yourself. Stuff that is too painful to accept or stuff that you just don't want to look at or you don't want to own, right? And many, that's why they say your deepest fear is not that you're inadequate. The deepest fear is that you're powerful beyond measure. You don't want to experience that. Like at some level, there's part of me that doesn't want all of my consciousness to come in here. Right. And the goal, that's the clearing the path. What we're doing is we're clearing the path to who they really are. Right. So she, we stopped there. And once we got there, that was, and I, I always like to say a thread, thread turns into a string, a string turns into a rope, a rope's attached to a chain, lift the chain, bolt leaves the harbor. Right. And so sure enough, off she went on her work, come back. And, you know, I have three, four different rooms. And so I'm bouncing from room to room and I've got guides in the rooms that are facilitating, right? Some of it we can do online on the shadow, uh, on the online Zoom call, and those are free. 
And then, and then we have an online training that is, again, imagine about people surrounding you and somebody engaging you from a loving, curious perspective that's completely committed to go wherever you need to go and is equipped, trained, and, and has the experience to take you down into those depths and then bring you back up with the win. That's what we do. And we, we, create, we create an experience, a whole weekend where they dive down, right? And those, we can do a little bit more deeper work. Some people need that deeper. Some people, again, you're trying to reach the numinous. You go to the shadow and you're going to unplug that. You're going to reach down in because the shadow leads down into the, I think, the numinous. That's what I found. And it wasn't because I was looking for it. It was just because I was broken. And I woke up and realized that I had a lot of work to do and started cleaning it away and somehow broke through and said, wow, like there's a whole nother area that I didn't know existed, right? So you have that crust. And what that crust is, is it's, it's, it's the judgments, it's the presuppositions, it's the, it's the things that you don't know you're telling yourself about yourself, right? And when you listen to the narrative, you'll hear it start to fold down. And what it does is it jumps into a story, right? There's some story that you're telling yourself right now. There's a, there's a core story. There's backstories. There's all these stories. These stories then load up into the narrative, and that's how you experience your reality, right? Well, the, what happens? Where does pain really sit? Does pain sit in the actual experience? No, pain sits in the story that I make up about the experience, and it's based around the hero's journey because that's the way our minds have been programmed right oh man this happened to me and now it sucked and so the question becomes if you find yourself in the dark night of the soul if you're really struggling get excited because you're getting ready to break through isn't it true that every struggle every suffering every time you've ever done it every major piece of growth that you've done has been suffering based at some level not always but I'm, I, I struggle to find an area in my life that didn't like some intelligence, some awareness that, it, that I didn't, when I was going through it, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Oh, this really rocks, man. I'm really good at this. And then yeah. I don't want to do this. it's that cycle of the hero's journey over and over and over and over and over that birthing process over and over and over and over. Right. And so after I create a story that gen then gels into a belief and these beliefs then feed up into the identity. And identity is the most powerful force in the human psychology. We will do anything to stay consistent with the rules and the beliefs that we use to define ourselves. And that's a fact. Like, look at your life now. If, if things are going bad, you, you ramp, up, ramp up, don't you? you get, we start to get stressed. We start to get worried. Like, there's a certain amount of money people are used to having. Like, you notice that most people kind of sit right where they're at. It's because they create a belief on this is the way my world should be. And then they create an identity out of that. And the identity is the big I am. It's actually, I think it's the little I am, right? It's the lie. It's the first lie, right? Because we lie to ourselves first. We always lie to ourselves first. And when people are, <laughs> a lot of time people are talking to you, you can hear the lie that they're telling themselves. They're trying to tell you the truth, but they're lying to themselves first, right? And that's causing the problem. And the more I come, become awake and know what is and what isn't, the less I lie to myself and the less I lie to myself, the better I perform. That's just the way it is, right? Well, that belief then turns into a charge, right? I say, huh, this is who I am. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm experiencing. So this is what that means. This is how I feel about that, right? And that then creates the strategies, which I have as decisions, which then dictates your actions. So these are the seven influence points. These are the only seven ways that you're going to influence yourself or anybody to do anything. That is beautiful. I've yeah. never actually heard it explained that way. Yeah, I, I love this, that. This is, and, and if you look at it, you have up in identity, you have, when you think of the different things that plug in at the identity level, your purpose and your mission sit there. Most people are searching for purpose. It's one of the seven basic human needs sits up in identity. You think, Tony, I worked under, I studied under Tony, worked and studied under him. I was a senior business strategist. Like they built a multi-million dollar division around me kind of thing. And he used to say six basic human needs. It's certainty, right? I, I need to have security. It's uncertainty. Well, it's, it's connection. It's significance. Those are the core four. People will violate their values to meet those needs. I see it done all the time. They're trying to meet a need. They don't know what they're trying to meet. And then you have the, 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 what I call the three spiritual. Tony says two spiritual. I say three. So then you have contribution and then you have growth, right? Contribution is the beginning of maturity. And, and, and 
once you hit that, you realize that's when I, oh, I'm not, all this, that was when I became a recovered narcissist, right? It was like, oh, the rest of the world's here. I'm not the only one on this planet. Like I am, but I'm not, right? I am, I, I let's not go too woo-woo on this, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm, I'm, there's other, there's other, be- there's other interactions going on. There's other conscious people here. I'm not alone. I became conscious of that, which sounds crazy when you think about it. Right. But it doesn't, if you really, if you've lived in that space where you were the only one and now you realize, Oh, Hey, how's it going, man? I didn't know you were sitting there. I was just punching you in the face and didn't even know it. Like didn't even (laughs) care. Didn't even know I should care like that kind of thing. And it sounds great. I don't know what it sounds like coming from me as you're taking it in, but I, I realize some of the stuff I say sounds insane, but it is what it is. Right. And so I got that contribution but then you have growth. We all have a need to grow. Mm-hmm. I think the archetype is the genius. And you know, we don't talk about the archetype of the genius. We talk about geniuses, but the archetype of the genius, we all have in us. Like I've seen, I've I worked in the addictions field for a while and I'd see these people that were shooting dope, that were doing this, that were doing that. And I'm telling you, if you don't think that, that crackheads oh. are genius, you've never oh, seen a crackhead <laughs> squeeze through a garden hose and come out yeah. the other side and get, find their way back. Like these guys are, and they get gene, they become, and there's a sense of completion in that because archetypically the way our architecture is built, we all have a need to grow in some way. Now we all have different ways of doing it. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it's not right. Those are the six, Tony six. The seventh one is purpose. Once I know what my purpose is, I call it a grounding point, point zero. This is what I'm here to do, right? The problem is the wiring in the brain is set up to look for danger, look for problems, look for risk. But when I'm really on purpose, there's a lot of work done around flow. If you've ever heard of flow, right? Well, what flow is, is it's when I believe my, there's a theory I have, call it a hypothesis, call it a hallucination, call it whatever you want, but doesn't it make sense to think? I mean, when you look at the way trees grow and you look at the way you know, animals live and you look at the way, just look at the way they interact with the world. They're just there. They're just doing trees, just doing a tree. That's all the tree is doing a tree, right? Which is a lot really, but it's just being a tree. You're going to see that tree and you're going to come back 10 years later. It's going to still be treeing, right? Well, they are treeing. So at some level, it would make sense that I'm Stevening, right? I'm doing whatever I'm doing even right. when I don't, the question becomes, am I on purpose when I don't even know that I'm on purpose? And I believe that the moments when I find people on purpose is when time disappears, when we go into flow, when those moments when, Leslie, when you, you forget where you're at and everything seems to last forever, but it went by that quick. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, those, those are flow moments. And when you go, okay. When I'm in those flow moments, when everything seems to, I'm right where I need to be, right? When those moments are going, what are you doing? Who are you being? What are you exuding, right? For me, my purpose is to channel light, love, and grace. When I'm in that space, when I'm facilitating, like right now, there's no time for me. I'm just in it, right? I'm like, oh, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Like, oh, I got to show you everything, right? I'm going to give you everything. Here, take it all, right? It's like, that's where I'm at. I'm just in this space of giving and and. And when you're in that moment, and it could be anywhere, you could be a cash register, you can be in the moment and not be changing the world and all. It's like, I'm Stevening right now, right? That's my purpose, right? And then your mission will come up there as well. But some core things that from a, from a, from a science perspective, this is where we get our disc. You've, if you've ever done a disc assessment, um, if you know anything about spiral dynamics, spiral dynamics is the identity level. It's what level of consciousness, very few people wind their way all the way up that up at the that thing and that dictates the identity the, the the existence of who i am right you have the seven basic human needs up there i put seven the archetypes sit up there accessing these if i tell you right now to step into mom you have a kid yes i do yeah so step into mom right now and feel the identity come on a mom if your kid made that you there's a certain noise right that your kid will make and when that kid makes that noise isn't it true that a different role comes on. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, how important this interaction with me is. All of a sudden, I am no longer, right now, we're engaged, Mm -hmm. right? But if that curdling scream comes, I am no longer a thought. 
Like you're right. gone, right? And that's mm-hmm. because I believe the mother is the sacred identity. It's, it's an archetype. It sits in contribution. It's where contribution comes from. Really, if you think that's what mothers do when you're in mom and when you're, and I'm not talking when you're in Leslie mode, uh, Leslie mom, I'm talking when, when you're mom, mom, it's all mm-hmm. about whatever it takes, whatever it takes, give them everything, right? That's an identity. And when you're in that identity, you're going to do whatever that identity you're going to think, right? The thoughts are going to be driven by that identity. Are they not? Mm-hmm. Right. No, so definitely. when you shift the identity, it shifts everything. Your ideas, different strategies pop in your head. Like I'll jump, I'll climb right through that window. Like you wouldn't even think to bust through a window, but if they were just in there screwing off, you wouldn't think I'm going to jump through the window. Like you wouldn't do that. It doesn't, the strategy doesn't line up with the identity, does it? Right. And so these, once this stuff locks in, these are threads. These are all threads. When you're facilitating, when you're coaching or when you're working with yourself, you can pull on any one of these seven threads. So it's like, well, what is shadow work? Well, shadow work is really getting down to how are you really experiencing this and what's causing you to, to act in a certain way and how do you break out of that? I, I love this because I've learned a lot of, so a lot of the things we've talked about, I've worked with each, like the pieces of those, but I've never actually seen it all, how it all comes together as a whole though. Um, yep. Because I, I've come through like the back door of spirituality. I've learned more from nature and mystery. So I'm kind of behind when it comes to the more science part of stuff. And, and that's where I'm, I'm stepping into to learn how to pull this together so that I have a better idea of it and so I can explain it better. So seeing you put it all together, it's like, wow, this is connected than I even was aware of process of it i couldn't have told you the order of that other than you know well well, yeah and that's and it's interesting you mentioned that because again because we're touching again we're plugging into the numinous and when when i say that from because you come from the spiritual end you go yeah i know right what that is right you're like oh i know exactly what he's talking about and when you're talking about it the words the the narrative the the language patterns that you use are different but they're the same right make sense and so I start running into up here, spiral dynamics, disc, uh, seven basic human needs, archetypes. Like I started running into these core things. And then if you look over here at plot, you have NLP, you have cognitive behavioral therapy. You have, I've got, I've got a process, uh, change, change uh, what they call it, change management, like uh, hero's journey, um, frames of reference, game theory, like that sits at the, at, the, at the story level. You have, I mean, each one of these points there's all these, there's all this technology. This isn't, this is, I didn't make this. I found this. Like, it was like, oh, I was, I remember I was going to do, I was going to lead a training and it was going to be my first, it was my first facilitator training. Like there was, I'd been, I'd been, you know, I'd been co-leading, I'd been doing this, I'd been doing that, but it was the first time that they were ever coming to see my material. Like I might've taught somebody else's material. I worked for Tony for a decade. So I taught his material all over the planet. Right. And so this was the first time I was, I'm like, I'm sitting and I used to go and talk about a groove, right? Every Saturday at 1030, I was living in Colorado. I would go to this place. I would sit down and it was a different place. I never went there unless I was writing and I would sit down and whatever came up, I would write. It was just right, 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 right. So what happened was my mind, again, the mind creates grooves, right? So at 1030, every Saturday morning now, I get up and my mind just floods with ideas, floods with ideas, right? Because I'd set that groove. So if you're having trouble with something, set a groove that where you're focusing on it, right? Well, I sat down and I said, what am I going to teach? And I, that whole process of, well, Tony's voice comes to my head. Identity is, okay, so identity. And he always said, identity is the most powerful force. Okay, but what's the most second powerful force, I thought? Hmm, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what is the second most powerful. And all of a sudden I caught myself, what am I doing right now? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm talking to myself. Oh, there's a radio station. That's all. Oh, and, and all of a sudden, this thing started to form. I got to six. The action was the last one I figured out, right? But it, so it's all out there. This is just the way you experience your reality. But what you did was you came from this direction, from spirituality. And now I've, I've gone in. I mean, I'm, I'm certified in psychedelic integration, shadow work, um, um, younging this, that, this, that. I mean, 20 years of studying this stuff, right? And, and training it. And, and doing it. 
And what I found is, is that like yogas, they talk about samskaras. What are samskaras? Yeah. Well, they're, they're unprocessed energy that sits in, in your body from a trauma experience. Well, what is that? Well, that's a story. Stories are the alters, A-L-T-A-R, that alter, A-L-T-E-R, our reality, right? They're the samskara. The samskara is the, is the energy inside of it. The story is the casing, right? If you think of like a, you, you swallow a, a bunch of nasty gunk from a trauma, and then you put it down, and, oh, he doesn't want to deal with that, takes it, puts it down in shadow, right? And what shadow work does is it goes down and it pulls that up. Hey, take a look at this. Yeah. That's what shadow work is, right? You know, so I, it's, what a, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and, and, and something I picked up from doing uh, psychedelic integration, that was the other thing, yogis, psychedelic integration, right? You, you find, uh, again, witchcraft or occult, this, that. All these people have these fringes of, of, oh, this means that, and this means, so I started plugging it. And what I'm finding is, is that all these, all, all roads lead mm -hmm. to Rome. Like it's yep. all pointing to the same thing, which is the numinous. Even psychology, positive psychology, like you name it, like positive psychology <laughs> gave me the, the grounding point, right? It all points to the same thing, just different language patterns. Are That's they exactly what I was about to say. Is like, it, what I have learned is that no matter where you are in this world, no matter your background, your culture, doesn't matter. There's, always, there's like a way to get to this, you know, the same point. And that's just what's amazing to me and why I have so much confidence in that the reality is we really don't need anything but ourselves because we're naturally going to gravitate to whatever is going to take us there. But I like this, though, because sometimes with me coming from a spiritual end, I will meet people where the spiritual stuff is just too spiritual woo-woo. And they're like, "That's I need something way more practical. And I understand that. And so I love this because this is something that's so much more... I think easier to process. It's a little bit more tangible. It's something that you can actually like, instead of me sitting here throwing all the spiritual stuff where people are like, what? <laughs> but so I love that there's so many different ways to enter this, you know, to come into this. And so finding whatever works for you, finding, and, and, and for me, that's even looks like hopping around, coming this way for a little while. And then I kind of go this way for a little while. And I'm but don't, like, now don't, but notice Leslie, Notice that when you think you're going this way and you think you're going that way, notice, go all the way back to when you were little, Leslie, notice that you were still going in the same direction that you were going. You just think your ego thinks that you're going in a different direction, <laughs> but you're still going in the same direction that you were going in. You think, I, I, this is another way to look at it. So I, I had this vision of uh, imagine your true you, your true self, mm -hmm. and it's traveling along, like a, imagine a uh, 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 a balloon traveling along in the air and attached to it on a string is a smaller balloon. And that smaller balloon thinks that it's in charge. It doesn't know that this is there and all it's trying to do is stay safe. And the only way the mind can stay safe, I've done this process called what's at stake was, right? What's at risk? Well, what's at stake if you do this? Oh, really? What's at stake if you do that? And what's at stake if that happens? And it always comes down to death 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 not always but 97 percent of the time and almost all the time they balance out well, the only time something balances out in our minds is in our minds you know what i mean that's not the way nature works it's much more complicated than that and so when you see something balance out it's just to me it's interesting oh if i if i if i if i don't if i don't if i don't get this relationship i don't fix myself my wife's gonna leave me what happens if your wife leaves you oh then i'm gonna be alone what happens if you're alone well then i'm gonna oh that's good and what's oh i'm gonna feel dead Really? Okay. Well, what happens if you do fix it? Well, if you do fix it, I'm going to have to change. Oh, really? What happens if you change? Well, then I'm going to have to be vulnerable. What happens if you're vulnerable? Oh, I might die. Huh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> right? The mind wants to create a, 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 a story that you, mm -hmm. a frame of reference to where you don't fucking move. And we're in a world where the threshold of change is sped up. What happened in a hundred years is now happening in 10. Mm -hmm. What happened in 10 years is now happening in one. Right? It's, it's just things are moving too quick. And if we're constantly yeah. freaked out, so now you add COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID is an invisible an enemy, a visible animal. We can't see it. And whether you believe it's true or not, you're being told that it is. So at some level, you believe it. We have a persona for a reason. There's a reason why nobody walks around buck naked. It's not because, 
it's because we were taught that's that's the appropriate way to dress i don't care what you're wearing like i don't care you're wearing something if you're wearing something your persona is active you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's working right and so we we all have this set way of doing things so that's our, our persona so we have our persona of our ego and there's this this is your true you and you're fighting and the, and the true you is just trying to move and you're like no 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 right and so what would it look like if i just stepped back in my life found out what my purpose was found out what my mission was defined the direction i wanted to go saw the path so that it could look we could see mm -hmm. the straight shot that we're living in now all of a sudden the path becomes clear right and and and, and learning these uh, tactics and strategies. You know, we, I teach my, I, in the mental cleanse or in the shadow, shadow work, what I'm teaching people is I'm teaching them to really look underneath the water and develop tactics and strategies that allow them to shift their perspective and their, literally their reality by just making small shifts. Like where's the, where's the, where's the leverage? Where's the leverage? And I don't call it leverage because if I called it that, it would sound weird, but like just ways that I can shift my thought using strategies that work for me when I'm in it. And that's the problem is we don't do it when we're in it. We talk about wanting to do it. We talk about wanting to change, but everybody wants the fire. Nobody wants to get burned. Right. Right. <laughs> so the goal is to find a way for you to be who you are without going, no, no. So that when a suffering comes, I can lean into it quicker. It happens. It's less, yes. it's less intense. Right. And so, you know, shadow work isn't about just going down and digging into the pain. Oh, but that's a great place to, like one of the, a lot of questions that we see in the group are, how do I start, right? Well, how lost do you feel? How angry do you feel? How much, just go over the past month or two and look at what have you experienced? What has been your, 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 your emotional home? Every one of these has a default. We all have a default. We have a default identity. We have default things that we tell ourselves. We have a core story. We have a set of beliefs. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. You don't even question it because it's a belief, right? Well, there are people that believe that the world is flat at that same level that you believe the sun is going to come up, right? Mm -hmm. But we all have an emotional home as well. We have emotions. So just look over the past couple months and what is the primary emotion that you were feeling, right? And then ask yourself, where did you pick that? Where did you we call it a charge? Where did you pick that charge up? And it'll lead them right down in. If, if they got a good guide, you know, one of the things you talked about doing something alone, I, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's a, a path that you have to walk alone, but it's best to walk with the crew. And the reason I say that is because when we do the, when we do the carpet work, what I found is, is one of the primary charges that we carry is shame. And I think mm -hmm. shame at, at any level is toxic. I really do. But when you get underneath the water of shame and you go, what is shame? Well, shame isn't anything more. It, it's, I think, I think I'm bad, but it's not just, I think I'm a bad. I think you think that I'm bad. That's shame. It's like, you're telling me that you I believe that from you. That's shame. Like I, when I look at, look at your own shame, like that's my shame. So the best way to clear that up is in a group. When I yeah. share with you, my ugliness, and you go, wow, that's beautiful. Shit, that is beautiful, isn't it? I never looked at it like that before. That's shadow work, right? So we do it in a group. When we do, when we do, like we have a shadow intensive coming up August 3rd or August 1st through the 3rd here in Orlando. So when we do that, we run you through it. It's an immersive process where from, from when you show up on Friday to when you leave Sunday at noon, you're in process. Like you're driving. It's a slow descent. And then it's a quick jump, right? So it's a, we want to shoot you out of a cannon. Like you'll come out just glowing. Like the people are just glowing. This was the end of a process. They were doing carpet and oh, they're not, they're not bowing at, they're bowing at the numinous. And I, so this is totally random kind of stuff, right? But um, you come out glowing. They just come out just glowing. There's a, we're doing, um, we're doing uh, um, sex work, oh, nice. masculine, feminine right there that we call that the river and the rock or the, yeah, the river and the rock. That's what that process is called. It is wow. powerful, powerful. A lot of times and everybody gets it at different stages, but that right there, it was, it, it kind of unfolded. It just came upon us kind of thing. We labeled it like, it like, man, everybody was just like, you could feel the vibe again. Your everybody's hair was like, yeah. whoa. Because of the way that the, all of a sudden you're hearing things 
I didn't know it was like that for you at all. Oh, you're there. Oh, I thought you were standing over there. You're standing over. No wonder why I didn't understand you. You're over there. Oh, and so it allows people to start to see, right? Hang on, here's a picture. Um, it, because it's shadow work. It's the, what we're trying <laughs> to get to here. You know, Joseph Campbell said, I don't think people are looking so much for a purpose, but as an experience of being alive. Yes. Right? We want oh, to be yes. more alive, right? <laughs> and that's what that is. What you're seeing on that gentleman's face is that for the first time in, for him, 30, 40 years, he had not seen himself. He had mm. saw an insulated through the filters of the default mode network, through the filters and through the beliefs who he really was. This is the first time that he's seen himself in 30, some, 30, maybe 40 some years. And so that's what we're doing. And you can't, yeah. that kind of work is very difficult. I, I, I've been doing it for 20 years. Like I've been facilitating, I've done thousands of shadow facilitations and that right there, you, it, it, you get there, but it's a lot harder to get there on one-on-one -on -one or over Zoom. You got to do something like that. It's, it's got to be in, it's got to be in a tribe. There's got to be, mm -hmm. I, I believe, because it's consciousness coming in. We call it, if you're not doing work and you're there, you're just holding space. You're watching the process unfold. And while the, while the, while the guides and the facilitators are asking questions and then everybody else is just there holding space. But what they're doing really is I believe that as this person starts to take their, their journey into the descent into their shadow, you can't watch it because again, the mind is wired for this process. So it's, uh, they call it narrative transportation in, in the movie industry, in the book industry, when you're reading a book or when you're watching a movie and you get sucked into it, like you go into a state of trance, that's called narrative transportation. We are wired, like think about it. We are wired to go into a trance in a very specific process, right? And so that process is called, and so that's what happens. You start doing shadow work. And I believe part of it is because the closer we get down into the truth, the more we realize that we're connected. Now I'm getting woo-woo, right? Because the shadow <laughs> sits here. And what we do on the shadow process is we shoot through the shadow to get to what I call the well. And that well is that part of you where life springs from. We, they talk, talk about the well of life. If you go into Celtic, which I'm Irish, so if you go into Celtic mythology, every, every village had a well. And in that well, they would worship at some level. They would have ritual built around, because if the well died, the, tri the, the, the village would go under, right? So we've become wired to understand that this well, and if you really think about it, it goes from the known down into the unknown. We push down into that, down into the unknown, and then come back up. But you got to go through the shadow to get there. That's why Joseph Campbell said, it's the cave you fear most that holds the treasure that you see. You have to go through the shadow. It's the only place I've worked with Tony Robbins for 10 years, and I saw him get up and facilitate. I mean, when I saw, when I saw the shadow facilitation, and then I saw Tony do it. I'm like, okay, so he's got a piece of whatever I'm looking for. I went, I'm just went and worked under him because he was doing it at a level. He does it at a level, you know, most people can't even imagine, right? Right. You know, you want to, the guy's a genius, and so I studied under him. And what he was doing is he was connecting to the. He was plugging people in to the truth, and driving through all the bullshit to get down to it. And the more you do that, the more you realize that you and I are the same. Mm -hmm. Underneath the water, we're the we're we're the same thing. We're just having different experiences of it. And so as you're going through this process, people will come out and they'll be glowing like this. And everybody else is just like, wow. Or, or if somebody's got that same wound, you'll see them drop right down in the wound, come right back out of it. Like, and in, in this work, some synchronicity, like Carl Jung talked about synchronicity. You start doing this work and we're doing this process where this girl was uh, abandoned by her mom. And she's been carrying around that. I just, and, and what do you want here? Well, I don't want her apology. I just wanted her to hear me. And of course her mom wasn't there, right? We're not going to pull her mom in for this process. Well, well, we have other ways to do that. So I'm processing her and processing her. My wife comes up. She's like, so-and-so's, uh, so-and-so's not handling this process. Well, I said, well, take her outside, smudge her down, like get her grounded, get her back into reality, like bring her back into the now. She's like, no, you don't get it. She abandoned her mom, her child. And she's, I look over and I sit there and this chick is just like, she's just destroyed. Just so now, and she had already been processed. She had already shot through and already took us, we call it a bucket, right? A bucket of the process, right? 
And I look over and I look at her and I look at her. And so the next thing you know, I got them stand up and they're doing this clearing model where they're clearing out the energy. And you can watch them both just popping up, just exploding, just like new, you could see new judgments, new awarenesses, new possibilities. Like you could just see it in them. Their, their mind is just cracking open. I could not have planned that. There's no way that I could have planned yeah. that in a million years. And, and that is literally every time I enter into shadow work, something like that happens where serendipity, I'm, I'm in there and I'm, da- I'm looking around, I'm asking questions. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, it's, it's here somewhere. Like it's always there, right? <laughs> I'm, it's, like, it's here somewhere. Where is it? And the next thing you know, outside, something will happen and it'll be, that's exactly like, you can't make that up. And everybody in the room will be like, no way. Like, no way. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it. So that's like, again, that's the numinous, right? Yeah. I don't understand that. But I, my belief is, is that as we get down, we all become the same. That's the only way that I can. And that sounds so, again, coming from the other angle, it sounds so fucking woo-woo, right? It's like, I don't want to touch that. I love that. it, though. <laughs> I know I you, you come from the other angle, right? Yeah. And I'm coming up. And so we're making this connection in the middle. I think, so when you look at COVID, and let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's end it with this, right? Think about COVID. Well, COVID, all of a sudden we were in first stage of birth. And then what happened? Pressure. We all got locked mm-hmm. in our houses. Nothing. We couldn't go. I'm not, I don't want to uh, take the government out of it. Take, the, take nature out of it. Just look at the experience. Every human on the planet, well, not every human, but there's few, there are very few humans on the planet weren't afforded the opportunity to be locked into COVID, Right? That's that second stage of birth. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a waking up, not only individually, but I think we're seeing a wake up of society as a whole. We are waking up because with enough pain, Mm -hmm. enough suffering, I'm not talking about going out causing suffering. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if we, if we lean in, that's the problem with between religion and spirituality. I don't have a problem with religion because it's, it's structured ritual, right? Done rightly. Religion done rightly will lead you to the numinous. But spirituality is about taking those concepts internal. Me beating you up because you're the way you are makes no sense at all. I need to take a look at why I've got a problem with you being who you are. Right. When we do that as a society, we're going to wake up. Mm -hmm. Stephen, how can people find you? Like, I want to come to one of your weekends. So, like, how can people find you right now? Yeah, go to courses. If you go to masteringchange.com, master it's, it's about you mastering change because change is happening. It's, it, you can guarantee, like, it's going to be different 10 years. The speed of change, where we're going to be at in 10 years, think about it. It was just a little over 10 years ago that we had Facebook, that we had, like, now here we are talking on it, and it's, it's just part of, our, it's part of our fabric of reality. Right, I think we're going to be ten years from now. We're traveling that much faster, so mm-hmm. you know everything's going to be ch- change. Is the they call it the velocity of? I think it's the velocity of change. It's going to speed up, and and the and the expectation was that it'll change, like a very second from now, it will be completely different than what it was before. That's the some say uh, uh, futurists are, are suggesting. I go into how how we store data and just look at technology and. Everything's speeding up, right? And so mastering change is the game. Yes. If you can master the art of change, they say the illiterate of our age is not the person that can read or write. The illiterate of our age is the person that can't learn, unlearn, and then relearn again. And this Mm -hmm. shadow work and all this, it changes at the tectonic level. Like we're up here, we think we're in charge, but it's all subtle changes till it gets to here. And I think I'm experiencing and I'm, in control, but not really. Now, when you get under the water, what this does is this goes under the water and changes at the tectonic level. So everything that bubbles up, all of a sudden you get this massive, I was looking for radical, I call them uh, Shazam effects. I want rapid change. And the only way to do that is to change that deep. The deeper you change, the bigger the, the, bigger the transformation. Yes. So ma- masteringchange.com. I would and put then- that down. I heard once um, by someone who worked, trained me, helped me, she said, it's not the survival of the fittest, it's survival of the most adaptable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've always yeah. kept that in mind. Yeah, well, they, they've gone in and done research. Uh, quantum physicists have gone in and looked at reality. What is reality? And reality itself is quantum possibility. Like, in reality, 
this does not exist. Like this does not exist. Not the way I think it does. Right. It exists in the way that I look at it. And the way I look at it is very limited. It's, it's, it's a very limited view of the window. But the reason for that, it's like playing a video game. If you've ever played Super Mario Brothers, right? It, you, and you, get, you played Super Mario Brothers. You can't play Super Mario, not play Super Mario. Like, we can't right. be friends together, right? Um, but, but you're playing Super Mario Brothers. And if you've played Super Mario Brothers the way most of the people that I know that have played Super Mario Brothers, and I'm an old guy, right? They know, oh, here's a secret thing here. There's this there. There's this there. Well, remember when you were learning that and you were going around and it took you forever to complete a level yeah. and you would die and die and die. It's because you didn't know what you didn't know what the goal was. You didn't know what your purpose was. You didn't know what your identity was. You were just kind of looking all around. The mind has to create meaning. So what it does, the, the, the animal that will be the dominant animal is the animal that can focus in on the important variables. And just those are my important variables, right? And so reality is this shrink. It, our, our concept of reality, it's like looking through, it's like looking through a hole, a keyhole to look at a, an entire world. We're seeing just a keyhole. And so that keyhole is all based. So you got to be able to shift new keyhole, new keyhole, new keyhole. New, if you can't do that, you'll never get where you're going. You'll right. be lost. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Stephen, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this talk and I, uh, I look forward to getting shared this video. Well, I appreciate it. I, I just love your tribe. When I go in there and I see the amount of just, just giving, like, how do I start shadow work? We'll start here. And 99% of the answers are, Ooh, that's a great idea. Ooh, that's a good, these people, these people are giving good. Like it's, they're giving, like, sometimes I'll see a post and I'll go, Ooh, they sound like they're in pain or they sound like they need to know something. And then I'll go in and read all the posts and go, well, I don't have anything to add. Like you've heard everything you need to hear, right? <laughs> like if you haven't done any of this, then there's no way that what I'm going to give you is, is you're not going to even, you're not going to touch it. And that's okay. Everybody is at the stage of, you know, it's, it's a, becoming aware of the fact that being okay with your, you being where you're at, right? And, mm -hmm. and not, because for the longest time, I would just, I would just bust in, let me tell you, and just break it all down and that never did anything for anybody. It made me look like an idiot. Again, your, your pro projections, we didn't talk about projections and transference or anything, but your projections are, you see me act that way out of my narcissistic ego, right? And I act that out of narcissistic ego and you go, this guy, and whatever story you tell yourself to avoid feeling whatever shadow is what you project mm -hmm. on me because I'm in shadow. When I go in shadow, it's like a, a tuning fork that's vibrating. If you take one tuning fork, and you put it up against another tuning fork so it's the same frequency, what does it do? It starts vibrating. It's the way reality works. It, it, everything is fractal, so above, so below. If it does it here, it probably does it here. We are tuned, our, our bones are tuned for transformation. They're mm -hmm. tuned to suck in, like that's the way we're, again, we're getting woo-woo, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm jumping into your world, right? I but don't it, mind it at all. I just, uh, I kind of float it for people who are like, I try to keep it, where everybody can get something is yep. the only reason why I say that word. <laughs> I say it because I know it. I know there's, yeah. my persona has told me what reality should be, what is good and bad. What, and again, it's all a fucking lie, but it's told me what that is. And because I know there's that line, I could, I call them thresholds. You can feel when you step past this, like, Oh, I'm out into this. Oh, okay. This is, I get it. Yeah. And you came at it from another angle. So your version of woo woo and my version of woo woo, are different, different but they overlap right they right. do overlap so yeah again you, your your tribe rocks i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing it glow and and continue to grow and become this just massive like i picture this festival this giant festival where there's just tents set up all over the place and people are going in and coming out glowing and going in and coming and people just serving in that level that's what i when i think of your tribe that's right Oh, well, I think that's beautiful. I would love if some, if one day that happened, that would be amazing. And I would love, hopefully it's happening right now. It's again, see I mean, it. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. My mission is to create a world where everybody reaches their true potential yeah. by making the impossible possible. Like that's my, every morning I get up and I, I get on my knees, I say a prayer and I put this necklace around my neck and I, there's a certain prayer I say to lock me into, you know, most people don't prime. They don't, they just get up, grab their phone, go, and they go, right. they, we call it, I call it an outboard brain, right? This is your brain. Like, I don't remember 90% of the numbers I've gotten. 
since I got right. this thing, I don't remember, right? I can look up their name or I can even say their name, but I don't, this is your outboard brain, right? And we get up in the morning, we go, let me see, what problems do I have to deal with today, right? And they are just, <laughs> and they're there. And then yeah. all this, what happens? Problem-based thinking, then like the framework, right? So I get Has up in the morning. The day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get up in the morning, I say a prayer and then, and then I say my mission. And then I get up and I put this necklace around my neck and, and I lock in, lock in that identity. I have a sacred identity. I have multiple identities. You have multiple eyes in you, right? I have multiple. I lock in the main identity I want to come from. That's my grounding point, right? Mm-hmm. Now that I've got that grounding point, I know I can check myself. Or if like I'm standing in a room talking to people, working with people, I could be in a room full of a thousand people and I'll be processing somebody and I'll go, oh, this is heavy. And I'll feel fear come on me. And I'll just go up and I'll grab my necklace. It's an anchor point, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll get grounded, right? And so I've been living that. I, what I didn't know, even when I was a little kid, I used to go out and take long walks and talk to God. I just, I, there were things that I've been doing in my life. I was steving and not knowing it. And mm-hmm. you having that vision saying one day, no, you're, di- you're doing it's Leslie now. <laughs> like you're doing it. There's like thousands of people that are in this group. And they're not just in the group. They're in the group, getting value, coming back, talking about the value that they get, asking gut-wrenching questions. That's doing it. It's just doing it with a different frequency and a different, in a different pipe, right? And yes. it'll continue to grow. Just keep building up. That's true. Thank you for saying that. Because yeah, sometimes I, I think I do need to. I I shouldn't say think. I feel it would be more helpful if I took time to acknowledge just how big social media can be what we can yeah. use it for and sometimes i don't because it's social media and then later i'm like whoa whoa, whoa no this is a this is a big platform let's give something of value which is why i did the summit because i'm like this is a perfect opportunity to give something away from the heart that could be helpful and it's like why did it take me this long to come up with you know to do this i don't know 